0: Behind the Scenes 30. Transmitters? We don't need no stinking transmitters. This is Behind the Scenes, an inside look at what it takes to put together a podcast and make it work. Check it out. Check it out. Hi, this is Craig Patchett, and this is Behind the Scenes number 30. The post-expo show, or the first of a few post-expo shows. And uh, tonight I'm going to talk about a few products from the expo that caught my attention and also discuss a sort of a change in direction for behind the scenes. So let's jump right into the expo. Now, I'm not going to talk about the expo itself, because I figure at this point you either were at the expo and already know what happened, Or you weren't at the expo and have already heard what happened from other podcasts or forums. Or you weren't at the expo and you just don't care what happened. So either way, I'm going to focus on the exhibition floor, which is where I spent uh, almost all of my time. And a few products that caught my eye and which I think are worth mentioning and sharing with you. Now, the first of these is one that I was already aware of That uh, when I went to the expo and was really looking forward to seeing and was not disappointed at all. And that is the Zoom H4 field recorder. Now, you may have heard of this already. You may have heard of it by the name Samson H4. Samson is actually the U.S. distributor for Zoom, which is a Japanese company. But the Zoom H4 is... I think the certainly if it if it tests the way it sounds and and I'm waiting for a review unit to uh to evaluate. But if it tests out the way that it sounds uh then I think it's going to be the recorder for podcasters who are looking for something that's a step up from the iRiver or other inexpensive recorders uh but not, you know, out of uh, realistic price range for podcasting. So if you're looking for something in the $250, $300 range, I think this is going to be what you're looking for. Uh, But I'll hold off on the the final assessment until I have a chance to test one hands-on. But in the meantime, let me let Rob Garofala, who is a product specialist for Samson Technologies, uh, explain to you exactly what's so great about the H4.
1: Well, the Zoom H4 is a very exciting piece. It is a stereo field recorder, so you can point its two XY microphones at whatever source you'd like, and record in full 24-bit, 96 kilohertz resolution. But unlike other field recorders, there's a few features in there that really excel for stereo recording. One of them is the XLR combo jacks that we put on the bottom. So you can plug any two microphones or any two sources that you'd like to right into our our recorder and record with full phantom power at full 24-bit, 96-kHz resolution. One of the other cool things about the H4 is that it has a four-track recording mode, meaning you can lay down a demo, you can lay down a music demo, plug in some guitars, plug in some mics, and now you've got a four-track recording going before you even knew it. One of the very unique things about the H4 though, it is it's one of the only field recorders on the market that you can take out, record all day long with portable, and then come home, plug it into your computer, and use it as a USB audio interface. So you don't need to buy separate boxes. You buy one recorder that can do it all for you.
0: Now, there's a few more features as well that you didn't mention. There's uh, some built-in effects. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. Zoom is known for their effects. And what they did was they put their brand-new effects processor, which is called the ZFX3, inside the H4. So you have effects like mic modeling. You can model some famous microphones from Shure SM57s all the way up to Neumann U87s. There's also built-in compression and built-in limiting, so you can control the dynamics of the recording as you do it. When you switch over to four-track mode, you get different, more interesting effects that are musical-oriented. You can plug in your guitars and get amp models, get chorus, delay, any type of guitar effect you've ever heard or wanted. But you can also plug in your vocal uh, microphones and get nice vocal reverbs, vocal compressions, vocal echoes. Really, any type of effect you're looking for is built into the unit, and those effects are all editable, so it's not just a leveled effect. You can adjust any parameter of those effects.
0: Now, what kind of editing capabilities in-machine or in-box does this offer?
1: Internal to the machine has very basic editing capabilities, the ability to delete tracks, the ability to cut tracks and move tracks. In four-track mode, you have the ability to bounce tracks together, so you can combine two tracks into one or four tracks into one. One of the beauties of the H4 is that it comes built in with q software. So when you take it home, now you have a full editing software that you can use on your computer. If you wanted to do more advanced edits, you take it home, and it comes with the software that you can uh, edit on the computer, either PC or Mac.
0: Fabulous. And and one other question, it's recording to, uh, is it an SD card? We record to SD, Secure Digital Media. Okay, great. And and aside from the uh, uncompressed recording, it offers MP3 as well?
1: It offers MP3 at variable bit rates, so you can go all the way up to 320 kilobytes a second or all the way down to 48, depending on what your application is and what type of quality you're looking for.
0: Fantastic. Well, I know that I, for one, just based on what I've seen and what I've read and what I've heard, I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on this. And I have a strong suspicion that a lot of other podcasters are going to as well. What kind of response have you received so far here at the show?
1: The response has been amazing at the show. Uh, The Portable Media and Podcast Expo is a great forum for getting any type of technology out like this. And like I said, the response has been overwhelming.
0: Once again, that was Rob Garofala a product specialist from Samson technologies in an interview from the exhibition floor at the podcast expo. Now, one thing I wanted to clarify that Rob uh, said is that the four track recording capabilities on the H four are accessed two tracks at a time. So you can't record four tracks at a time on the device. You can lay down two and then add another two later. So uh, just one thing I wanted to clarify. Now, again, I'll have a unit for evaluation uh, within the next few days, and as soon as I have an opportunity to review it completely, uh, you'll be hearing about it in behind-the-scenes. The The next product I wanted to talk about is one that you're really going to like, not only because it's free for non-commercial use, but also because it is going to make your job as a podcaster a lot easier. Now, the Levelator is from a company called Gigavox, And you may not have heard of Gigavox, but you've probably heard of at least one of its co-founders, Doug Kay from IT Conversations and Michael Gohagen from Real Reviews Radio and the Disneyland Resort Podcast are co-founders of the company. And you can find more about Gigavox at gigavox.com. Now at gigavox.com, you'll also find a free download of the first beta and possibly second by the time... You hear this of the Levelator, and what the Levelator is is a standalone application for Windows or Mac that essentially levels out your audio file so that if you have a conversation, for example, with two people or a phone interview or just an audio file where the levels are up and down throughout the course of the file, The levelator will take care of that for you and even everything out, bring the volume levels into balance between different speakers and just really get your file sounding good uh, for whatever production step you decide to apply to it next. Uh, It kind of acts as a compressor, limiter, normalizer all combined into one thing, but it's a little bit more than that. And the easiest way to understand it completely is to go to gigavox.com uh, look at the error explanation there and also just download it and try it out for yourself. So that's the Levelator and Gigavox.com. Finally, as far as products are concerned, uh, there's something from a new company called Imorphosis, and they have a product called the Podcast Link. This is a very unique product that is not going to appeal to you at all as a podcaster in terms of creating content, but it should appeal to you as a product that is going to help podcasts uh, reach into more homes than they are now. And uh, before I, I get into any more detail than that, let me let you hear what Alan She, the VP of Engineering for iMorphosis, had to say about the podcast link in an interview I did with them at the expo.
2: Hello, folks. Um, What we do is... We provide a device that makes sure it's very easy for folks to download podcasts. I'm very excited about podcasts. I believe it's the next generation media. But I have a wife who hates computers, who is an accountant, who doesn't want to touch computer after she comes home. So we developed this little device. All it does is it has a little light on it. light up when you have new content she comes home she slides the ipod into it you'll download all the content for her you'll manage what's inside if she listens to things she'll refresh the content to a new information into it afterwards um when the lights go off she just unplug it and go she does not have to touch computer she does not have to you know push a little eject button on the little iTunes. anything like that we i help her set up all her episodes and all she does is 20 seconds every day and now she's completely hooked onto it and i have to say that we passed our grandma test as well my mom actually is completely hooked onto it and we're le- definitely looking for more people to help us out to make the product better
0: okay now i'm looking at the device and it's a white rectangular or square device with a, a light on it and uh, a dock for the ipod uh, very nice clean design and certainly friendly looking for you know anybody who wants something like this now i know that nobody listening to this show is is going to need one of these but i'm sure that everybody has somebody in their life who does and uh, was one of the reasons why i wanted to talk about it and i'll get a picture and and post it in the show notes so you can see for yourself is this a product that's actually shipping at this point
2: we're actually taking orders right now and we're also loading our beta program so we're also very excited for folks who's interested in joining our beta program please come to our website and there's a beta program um, registration
0: Okay, and what is that website?
2: com. And please come to our website and take a look at our beta program.
0: Okay, so that's it for the podcast link. As I said, it's not complicated. It looks like a small white answering machine with a dock on top for the iPod. When the light's on, plug your iPod in. You've got new podcasts that need to be downloaded. It will take care of of downloading everything and uh, removing anything that you've listened to and then unplug it and you're ready to go. Now, the reason that this appeals to me and the reason that I'm mentioning it on the show is that it brings podcasting one step closer to being as easy as radio or being as easy as television. This is the podcast appliance. And when uh, you reach appliance level, it becomes much more accessible to the general public. And uh, that's what we need to do right now in order to get podcasting to grow is to make it more accessible to the general public. All right. Well, that wraps up my initial expo review. I did do some interviews with various podcasters on the exhibition floor that I'll be featuring in a future edition of Behind the Scenes and that will include conversations with Joanne Collan from Rocket Boom, Father Roderick from Catholic Insider, Brian Ibbett from Coverville, and several other surprise guests. So keep an ear out for that as soon as I can edit those and get it out. Finally, I wanted to wrap up this edition of the show by talking about where it's headed in the future. Because I'm going to take it in a slightly different direction, and actually the original direction that I was going to take the show in when I started it. Originally, my intention was to use behind the scenes as a way to document the process of putting together a podcast and making it work, just like it says at the beginning of the show. And instead, I kind of went off in a different direction Uh, that that wasn't a bad direction, because I've heard from many of you that uh, you've gotten a lot out of the show, and that's good. But I still want to go back and go from scratch from, you know, the initial, hmm, I wonder if I should do a show about to the point where that show is successful and and doing well. And uh, I'm actually in the process of launching a new show called What's On? And actually the uh, first edition was uh, released right before the podcast expo. And you can find it at whatsonpodcast.com. And so I thought, well, why not go ahead and, and do what I had originally intended? And as I put the show together and um, get it promoted and build up the audience and, and so forth, why not go ahead and document that process and do a number of editions of behind the scenes uh, along the way? So this is, this is kind of going to be an audio book of sorts that uh, dumps out everything I know and have learned about podcasting over the last two years. And, uh, you know, hopefully there's some new information in there and some information that will help you uh, in in your own uh, podcasting. So that's what's going to happen with behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know if every show uh, over the next few months is going to be in that format or whether, you know, some of them will. And when I have other information I want to share, I'll I'll do that in a different show. But uh, look for that, and uh, go ahead and uh, check out whatsonpodcast.com to uh to see what's going on over there. So you can kind of sync the two shows together and, and understand, uh, you know, what I'm talking about when I'm referencing the show. The show is uh, a variety type show that highlights segments from podcasts that are featured on the Tripod Network, which is a relatively new network uh, started up by. Charlie Warty from Israelisms and Len Peralta from Jawbone Radio. So you can check the network out at tripodnetwork.com. And uh, hopefully this process of of following the evolution of the show and the development of the show is going to be something, like I said, that will prove useful. And uh, again, as always, I highly encourage any and all forms of feedback You can uh, reach me via email at craig at godcast.org. Leave a voicemail at 815-301-8600 or visit the show on the web at www.btscast.com. Thanks for listening. This is Craig Patchett, and until next time, God bless.